0: Now that you're here, we're all in the company of your cool aunts. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And this is the Your Cool Aunts podcast, where we follow the lives and times of cool aunts through Claire's Diary. So welcome back. If you're new here, hop on over to our website. Over there, you'll find all of Claire's diary entries, her photos, and the Your Cool Aunts backstory too. So go ahead, check us out. But first, let us get into her diary.
1: Hey. Hey. It's a new day. It's a new story. Yes, it is.
0: Here we go. We are on the 51st episode. Things are a-brewin'. That's what you said last time. (laughs) Things are (laughs) a-brewin'. Okay, shall we begin Claire's note?
1: Yes, please.
0: Get rolling here. Nieces, aunts, and friends, says Claire. So, I think I've recovered from my last meeting with Alexander, which was shall I say, challenging? It was a test of will for me in more ways than one, but at least I did manage to lay out the basics for him. I gave him enough to understand, but not enough to really know everything, if you know what I mean. I'm not trying to be coy, no, and to the contrary. I only want to explain things enough such that we can begin to help Alexander. I do not want to complicate things any more than need be. But... I do worry that at times this is where my good intentions have a tendency to end up complicated. She's making me
1: That's laugh. just a little understatement. I was going to wait for you to finish before I said that, but I'll jump in now <laughs> since I'm here. Claire's beginning to fret again.
0: So, let's continue. She says, then again, you know when you're getting in deep, it's when you begin to over-explain everything. And I'll bet that is exactly what you probably can see from where you sit. Am I right? If I asked Brigitte, we all know how she'd respond. I do envy her ability to be so frank and so damn direct all the time. It's also why I'd trust her with my life. And I know she is my most loyal advocate. Always has been, too. Lucky me. Well... Onto the next few days where everything finally began to fall into place. Everyone seemed to find a path or a clue to chase down, but there was still much work to be done. There's nothing like a little victory to inspire and pull people close, and we found one at the right moment to do just that. You know we'll talk again real soon. CBJ.
1: CBJ. <laughs> Thoughts, comments? Well, she hasn't told us anything. <laughs> I want information. Well,
0: she's getting a little twisted. Her feels notes, a little sir. awkward. Oh, yeah. God, I hope things don't get
1: messy on no, me. I think that's like what she's it. saying, right? Yeah. Well. <clears throat> Let's get into what she's talking about. <laughs> okay. Wait a
0: minute. This is long-ish. Not, not overly long, but it's long-ish for one of her diary entries anyway. She entitles this one. She writes on the top. She says, don't ask
1: how and don't ask why. (laughs) That was kind of what she said the last time, wasn't it?
0: I don't know. I don't remember, actually.
1: Similar title. Anyway, go ahead. Let's
0: jump in. So she says, I met up with Brigitte extra early to lay out something resembling a plan of action. Apparently, she'd been up all night judging by her extensive notes. Seeing as there was no need in reinventing the wheel or for making room for egos, we decided right off to go with her plan. Besides, it really was an excellent one at that, too. Brigitte's great-aunt is Annalise Huron. Madame Huron is a Legion of Honor recipient for her work in the French Resistance throughout the Nazi occupation. She was only a small child then, but that was a secret to her ability to move about unnoticed. And thereafter, she became the postmistress of the village until last year. She's a wealth of knowledge. She knows just about everyone and almost everything going on in the village, and her house is just beyond the undue vineyard and bottling facility. Brigitte had already made arrangements to stay with her aunt, and she now proposes getting a job at the vineyard, either in the office or right on that bottling line. This is Brigitte's wheelhouse for sure, passing herself off as a villager who neither knows nor cares about much. And it's probably the single best way to be ignored, too. It was a brilliant plan. So, time out here. Brigitte has a little plan of action, right? She's going to go stay with her aunt. She's going to get a job at this bottling facility and check stuff out.
1: Is that, is that your She's understanding? She's going to be undercover. Passing herself as a mere
0: village, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mere village person. Okay. Claire
0: continues. She says, Alexander and I plan to review the Vineyard records. He has a legitimate remote access to all of the accounting and the records through the company's computer portal. I wasn't too hopeful about this assignment, but it was a necessary one. We only needed to find a mistake or a careless entry to find just one lead. That's all we needed, just one arrogant oversight or one negligent filing. This work is so slow and it's tedious. It's the kind of work that challenges your resolve. Although I do enjoy sitting next to Alexander.
1: Mm.
0: Tick tock, Claire. Tick tock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting that uh, Brigitte is now uh, coming into her own, you know, getting involved and part of this whole. Do You think it's any different than it was before? Yeah, because I think she's getting more um, she's becoming more involved in it directly as opposed to being told, you know, she's got an idea too.
0: Well, she's not a kid anymore, right? Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So here we go. She says, Claire says, we agreed to either meet or speak at least once a day on progress or finds. She's talking about Brigitte. She says, I'd forgotten that Brigitte is incorrigible when she gets into her competition mode. She also has a tendency to gloat over victories, Great and small.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As though Claire does it, right?
0: So far, she was already ahead by landing the room with her aunt, Annalise, and believe it or not, she'd already landed a job on the undue bottling line. Alexander was impressed. I was a little annoyed until we started to uncover some very interesting documents on our end. There's nothing more motivating than the tiniest bit of hard-won progress. Even Remy knew something was up. He plunked his head in my lap and waited. I love this. I love this dog.
1: Yeah, I do too. I could see him.
0: He can see his little head. eyebrows. You know when dogs shift their, their look, you know, when they ga- They shift their gaze and their little eyebrows go, dick, yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So it was that time of year when the days seemed suddenly short and we hadn't even turned the clocks back yet. The gray skies added to the darkness and the damp chill. I really appreciated Remy's warmth, even though it made me think of curling up for an afternoon nap. (laughs) And this is a quote, are you fading? Maybe we should take a break. I'd noticed earlier that Alexander was usually watching me whenever I looked up. I shook my head no, and we'd smile and go back to our work. Something was definitely brewing between the two of us, I think. We examined all of the accounting spreadsheets and agreed that nothing seemed out of place. From there, we moved on to looking through documents that had been scanned into the system, mostly accounts payable kinds of billing for supplies, that kind of thing. This was growing more and more tedious by the hour, and I was definitely beginning to fade at this point. All I could see was invoices for bottles, 10,000 green glass bottles, one after the next. Exactly the same. Same date, same price, same shipping information. Something made me stop and take a second look. I don't know if it was because I was tired, but something made me take a second look. The scan of the next page was slightly skewed and initially looked like a duplicate of the last except for one detail. It was the vendor's invoice number. And it was off only by a single digit. This means that the orders had been placed one immediately after the other or even simultaneously. Why? Because this supplier is a major company and it likely receives hundreds of orders every day. So how could this be?
1: Because someone is doing some clandestine multiple orders, right?
0: Right. Okay. So. Here she is. She's fading. She's bored. She likes sitting next to Alexander. (laughs) The dog is got his warm head in her lap. She's dark outside. It's cold. Oh, I can feel it. The worst of what? It's like November or something. I don't know. I don't know what month this is. I wonder if there's
1: a fireplace in this building. You know, she never mentioned it. She never mentioned the fire. I was just thinking cold and damp. What's better than cold and damp than a glass of wine sitting by the fireplace? Oops, but they're working. So I guess there wouldn't be a... I'll
0: bet there is, though. There must must be
1: one. There must be one. We'll have to ask her. Note to self. (laughs) Note to Claire. Note to self to Claire. (laughs)
0: Okay. The next section, she writes, just keep going, dot, dot, dot. Just keep going. And Remy sensed it. He lifted his head. He shook, and then he stretched as though he readying himself. Alexander looked over. He said, you've found something, haven't you? He was reading over my shoulder before I could even answer him. And at the same time, we both said aloud, what could this mean? We continued our search and uncovered a pattern of duplicate purchases for everything used on a bottling line. Bottles, corks, label stock, everything even the shipping boxes and pallet. At this point, we were both exuberant and exhausted. We downloaded everything to an external hard drive and agreed to walk over to the bistro for some dinner and wine, all while the computer downloaded all of these files. But Remy wouldn't leave the shop with us, even though he always follows me. I locked the door behind us, wondering aloud if he knew some extra security was called for tonight. Maybe so. So they found something. They they they're on to it. We don't know what yet, but they found something, right? And dinner. The dinner was particularly satisfying. Or maybe it was the bottle of wine we managed to finish. Either way, we enjoyed it all and found Remy still by the laptop on our return.
1: That's their security. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to encounter that? It's probably the best thing in the world you could have a big dog. While Alexander
0: made a second copy that he would stash somewhere else off premises, I called Brigitte with our news. She was thrilled and disappointed. She gives you a quote. She says, Damn, you managed (laughs) to get the first break in the case once again.
1: Miss competitive.
0: (laughs) When can we meet up? As early as possible was a consensus. And off I went to my place with Remy while Alexander spent the night in the shop. Yeah, he wasn't going to leave, right? <laughs> I pretty well knew that he'd probably be up all night using our high-speed internet connection. Well, okay, so they've had dinner. They had this
1: big break in the case. Life is good. she is angry. She gonna- <laughs> <laughs> is pissed. She wanted to be the first one.
0: She says, you know, I can feel the coldness. My feet are getting Mm, cold listening listening to her describe this, right? She says, I thought I would be the one to open up the shop in the morning, but Remy and I were in fact the last ones in the door. Brigitte and Alexander looked as though they had finished their coffee hours ago and were impatiently awaiting my arrival. They believed that the wine being passed off as Alexander's was bottled on the Andu bottling line. This explained the need for the additional materials detailed on all those vendor invoices. I sat down to absorb their ideas and found I couldn't disagree with anything they said. I could not poke a hole in anything. I also needed to rein in their enthusiasm, and mine too, and to focus our energy on answering the most important question, which is why, and then answering the other questions such as, where was Alexander's wine? And of course, who is behind the operation? I reminded everyone, if Alexander's wine is not in Alexander's bottles, then where is it? So that's their
1: mission one. What, where, what, did where, where did we his wine go? We know somebody's cheating, so where is his wine? And why would they do it that way? That seems so, you know, contradictory. That the Well, he makes somewhere. good
0: wine and... He, If you remember, he's upset because there's some garbage wine being passed off as his. He's embarrassed. You know, he's like, oh, this is horrible. This all started because he was featuring his wine with some people and he went to buy extra bottles for
1: samples and it was god awful. It was not his wine. That's how he found out about it. So we could surmise that. It's got to be somebody who's somewhere in the organization, maybe. To have that kind of access to the invoices and Right. So it's his cousins who run who are
0: running the, the facility. We know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So sums up. Yeah, for sure. The next section is entitled A mission and a pan banyat. Sometimes they say pan Banyas and banyat. Depends on the day. <laughs> babe bread. <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> a peasant sandwich, babe bread. Stale bread, soaked up with whatever mm-hmm. bits and parts you have mm. <laughs> and squashed. She says, I realized that Brigitte needed to get to work on the bottling line by 7 a.m. So I wrapped up a section of the pen bagnette and reminded her that I was not competing and neither should she. We would solve this for Alexander. She planned to install a stealth digital counter on the bottling line near her workstation. This was the only way we had to confirm our theory at this point, just to account, right? Mm-hmm. Alexander had been quiet for several minutes after Brigitte left, and finally, he moved towards me and then stopped and said, where does she get something like a digital counter? Aren't those the things they use to steal credit card numbers at the gas pumps?
1: <laughs> How does he know? <laughs> well, Ooh, you yeah. get those things. <laughs> You heard it on the news, right? Yeah. She says,
0: this is exactly what I was most concerned about when I first explained the wine merchant's other business. I knew Alexander could end up asking questions that I didn't want to or couldn't answer. Here, as it relates to Brigitte, his question was relatively easy to answer this time. On the spot, I decided to use this circumstance to establish something of a boundary for him to respect. I think this is what you mm. call pushback.
1: Mm. <laughs> Sit boundary to resist. That's a stay. good one. <laughs> Sit, stay.
0: All right. So Claire tells him that she says, I realize my description of the merchant's activities may well have generated more questions than I answered. All I can ask is for you to accept it as it is, and without needing more for now. As far as Brigitte is concerned, she amazes me most days of any week, but suffice it to say, she's a local. She knows everyone and how to get things done. When I first met her, she was a kid who showed me around the village the things and the places that adults don't know. She was invaluable to me then and when I worked for the big box company and now too. Remember when I told you that I agreed to work along with the wine merchants on the condition that Brigitte was part of the deal? Well, doesn't that say it all? She was and she is a quintessential gamine. That says it all. Alexander's response was again classic. Nodding, he said, I understand, and you have my confidence. You have 110% of my confidence.
1: Of course. Why wouldn't message receive? Why wouldn't <laughs> she's she's going to answer some questions that he can't figure out? Now, well, this right? is this is true.
0: Yeah, this is true.
1: Yeah, I think I think the the comment about um, Brigitte and and I mean they've go they go way back, right? I mean a long time they've been together in terms of their friendship and the development of Brigitte. Even at the beginning, I remember when they went riding. Well, it's been like at least like ten. 10- 10 or more years, It's been mean, more than 10 years. More than 10 years, yeah. And they were by the riverbank and, you know, Brigitte knows all the back, you know, the backwoods and mm-hmm. the secret places of the place. And, you know, she kind of, she would not have known that area had it not been for Brigitte and Brigitte's yeah, I'm kindness also, to her. You
0: know? Right. I'm also remembering Claire saying that um with some of these little vintners and the people that she visits in these villages... Some of them would never speak to Claire without Brigitte navigating there.
1: Yeah, it's definitely of. a connection yeah, issue. Yeah, for like sure.
0: Brigitte's a local, and she's you know, hey, she's cool. You can talk to her, you know, and it, it has facilitated some, shall we say, acceptance of Claire. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, but once you once you have that bridge, you know, then you can build a friendship and be on there. But still, she wanted to be the first one to break something in this case, and she didn't. So that's okay. <laughs> She'll make up for it. So she's going to put her digital counter up uh, by her workstation. Well, they're going to find out happens. how many
0: bottles are passing through, but where's his wine?
1: Hmm.
0: It's being replaced because somebody's using it for something else and not in his bottles. So you can sort of assume that you know it's being sold for or as something else, and they have to find out what. Where, who, how, when, yeah,
1: and he really does have to trust her because he doesn't have the answer, she does no. or she potentially can have the ans- get the answer for him. Don't forget too, that when you're navigating these kinds
0: of situations in a village environment, you've got to be real stealth about it. You can't show that you're looking for anything Just or it
1: gets out right.
0: No, people keep a pretty clo- close eye on everything. Well, look, Annalise notices the trucks coming and going at night. Right. You right. know, mm-hmm. so people do notice things, and they want to move about this and
1: make sure that they're never "quote" noticed. Right? Well, they don't want whoever is doing this to find out that they're yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know who you're dealing with. Everybody's a spy, potentially, or a bad guy. <laughs> Somebody, somebody is definitely a bad guy in this situation. We know that much. Yeah,
0: well, for sure.
1: Well, um... so I guess Brigitte is off to work, and we'll find out what she discovers when she puts up her little digital counter.
0: You kind of love Annalise, too. She
1: just kind of, like, moved right in, and yeah. she's, you know. But she's always been that way. I mean, think of this woman's background. I mean, she's been through. She was a little kid during the war, and what she did even back then. You know, the other thing we forget about as as
0: Amer- you know, as an American, I forget about this all the time. The perspective of World War II was a lot longer for Europeans than it was for Americans. You know, they had been in it, what, for three or four years? Before... They were in it. I mean, really in it.
1: Right, yeah. before we showed up. I think it's totally different when someone's rolling through your town as opposed to when you're oh, reading about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, we were God. in it, but it yeah. wasn't being fought yeah. here. Huh. Wow. And I think that builds a different kind of character when you endure that kind of experience, you know? She's much more in tune with things. To this things. is what I love
0: about the history of this place, and that's yeah. what, you know, and there's been a lot written about the resilience and the, the can-do attitude kind of, you know, they quietly go about it rebuilding and coming back from
1: a lot. Yeah. I think what this brings to mind is when we travel through those little villages and you go to these churches and you go down these roads and you think the, the the not the horror but yeah the horror of what they've experienced you know on that land it's it's just i don't know it's just like walking through history it is walking
0: through it history. is i remember in in one village um i think it was on it was off of one of those touristic routes on the uh, Champagne Trail, I guess we'll call it that. The Champagne Route, not trail. I don't say trail in France. Say <laughs> route. And um, route
1: touristique.
0: And I remember encountering a small graveyard with American soldiers in it.
1: And I was there. Just... I remember
0: that. Yeah. You know, you look and these guys were like 19, 20 years old. Oh. Well, that's always the story of war, though, isn't it?
1: Yep. Old men send young men to die. I guess now it's young <laughs> men and women. But anyway, let us anyway. leave on a lighter note that we're going to find out what's going to happen.
0: They're on to something.
1: Happening.
0: So this so. diary entry has come to an end. But don't forget, you can go back and you can listen to any of our episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. So be sure to follow us there and you will never miss a thing. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And we'll see you next time when we're back back at at the the mic. mic.